You are now tuned in right, to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCVP. All right, it's another edition of the Windy City Bender Podcast, episode 112. Thank you for the reminder on that one, Tanner. I would have totally fucked that up. Um, yeah, so... So what's up? At, at, <laughs> it's, I'm trying to think how I want to like start this because it's like we've had a week. It'll be almost... When this comes out, it'll be a week since free agency started. We've had a week of sitting on the news that Crawford wasn't coming back to Chicago. I know our group chat was buzzing when that news came out and the kind of direction that was being talked about where the Hawks were going. And as much as I, I kind of wanted to record early to kind of like get that true emotion, I'm kind of glad we kind of sat on it a little bit. But what I'm thinking is that while I have kind of looked a little bit more at the bigger picture, I'm still not fucking happy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't like super upset about it. Like, no, but I get it, but I think it's kind of shitty with they they had the offer and then there was no conversation and it's like okay, we're going in a different direction. It's like, "Oh, no, dude." And we'll yeah, we're, we're going to get into it because we're going to I think we're going to touch really quickly on some yeah. free agent NHL free agency because as much as we are hockey fans and we are t- trying to be like a hockey report on all the hockey, this in essence is a Chicago Blackhawks podcast. So we have a yes. lot to talk about. And if this was December, I would call this our Festivus episode because there's a lot of grievances to put out there against this organization, <laughs> but it's October. So we're just going to say, welcome to hell. Um, hey, <laughs> episode 112, welcome to hell. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we'll get into that, but we're going to touch really quickly on some of the NHL moves that happened because it was a very strange free agency this year with the circumstances of COVID and the short season and a flat cap for the next couple of years. And it really showed these teams having to be creative of what they were doing. Not a lot of long-term contracts. I no. can only tell you maybe – two i can only tell you two off the top of my head that were long term yeah um, that's i think that's it yeah so it was a lot of one one year one two year deals not a lot of money being spent um players actually being fairly reasonable what they were asking for um players getting dealt for like nothing yeah which <laughs> goes back to the hawks but we will <laughs> i mean it applies to other teams as yeah, well but but like, yeah it's it's just because of the way everything's gotten fucked up, you know? Like, the whole flat cap really kind of screwed everything up a bit. And it kind of worked out in some team's favor where they're like, hey, we got cap space. Yeah. Like, see you, uh, like, <laughs> like the Devils. Hey, Columbus, I see you. you're looking to get some cap space. Uh, how about a third for Ryan Murray, you know, a former first-rounder? Like, And they're like, yeah, for sure. Go for it, man. I don't fucking care. <laughs> Honestly, like – the teams that I felt won this free agency were the teams that I wasn't expecting to do anything. Mm-hmm. I feel like New Jersey got better. I feel like Ottawa got a hell of a lot better. Um, Detroit, they didn't do too bad. Detroit did like their pickups while not sexy or fancy or anything by all means, but they got guys that if they turn it up and they have a good season, they are going to get assets back for them at the trade deadline. They're all yeah. guys that can get dealt 
and they could bring oh. in a couple picks or something like that. I forgot that they picked up Bobby Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Um, I love Bobby Ryan. Yeah, it's they. They kind of got some names that are like sexy, like seven years ago. I was to say they <laughs> they have a fantastic 2013 hockey team now. Well, but, I mean, just a few. Like, well, Phil Pula, who's been on there for like forever, but they picked up Bobby Ryan, and then they also picked up. Well, they got Thomas Grice too, who's just solid. Yeah, that was a good. What was the up. other one? Oh, Sam Gagne is like another player that it's like. I don't know if you guys remember, but he had eight points against the Blackhawks, and that's when they were winning Stanley Cups. <laughs> like, yep. Um, oh, they had somebody else that I was like actually surprised. I was like, oh, that's not a bad pickup. I mean, John they trade. Nemesnikov. Nemesnikov. Um, yeah, him not bad. Um, they traded for Stahl earlier in the playoffs. So it was like they. I mean, oh yeah, that's right. For like no picks. Yeah, I mean they're not gonna be they're not gonna be great, but I mean they're not gonna be bad either. They're just kind of getting guys that have played NHL hockey that'll be able to be out there trying to support the guys they're trying to grow. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um Detroit, I will never compliment you very much, but not a bad offseason. Not a bad Hey man, I miss Detroit. <laughs> I miss hate like I miss having that team that just irrationally or no, not even irrationally rationally hate every time we play them. Like I, there's, yeah. I don't, the Hawks, we don't have that anymore. Not with Detroit, St. Louis, but no, yeah, maybe St. Louis, but I mean, they're like, there hasn't been really been a team there. And I was like, I see on the schedule. I'm like, Oh yeah. Fuck those guys. Like True. St. Yeah. St. Yeah, Louis I, is the only closest maybe. Like I would want, if it was still a Detroit rivalry, I would want to go to Detroit. And like see a Hawks game there and be like fuck yeah, but like I don't want to go to St. Louis. <laughs> no. Dude, that Detroit Stadium is fucking nice. The Little Caesars Pizza Arena. Yeah, it is so nice. I got a little behind the scenes look at it. It is oh, filthy. Yeah, right. It's it's a shame that a fucking minor league hockey team plays out of there. That's all right. But anyway, so um, there were some. We talked about some of the lower lower end teams, but here there were some big names that were signed. Um, I think the biggest one that everybody was kind of looking out for to see what they were going to do and end up being the biggest shocker of them all was Taylor Hall. One yeah. year, one year, eight million for fucking Buffalo. Yeah, right. Let's go, that, Buffalo. That's, this is the kind of thing that I absolutely love to see, though, in the offseason because I think if you were to ask like any analyst, They'd be like, Taylor Hall's going to go to, like, these teams, and these teams should be going after Taylor Hall. And I'm sure, like, Hall and Buffalo are nowhere in the conversation of each other. But it's like they don't take into the fact that, like, the players, like, have their own kind of mindset, man. Like, (laughs) they're just not going to be like, oh, this makes the most sense because of, like, on paper it makes the most sense. But, like, I think for Taylor Hall it makes great sense. Like, a one-year deal for $8 So Prove it. He's getting paid. Yeah, he's getting paid. He's getting to play with Jack Eichel, who I think they'll be a great pair. Like, I think Olofsson is going to be maybe, like, the right wing that's projected to be on their line, who I don't know if you remember, but, like, last year, I think he he was a rookie and yeah. started this season with, like, seven power play goals. Yeah. He, <laughs> like, like, was, it was, like, a crazy record. Um, but, yeah, like, that can be pretty sick. And then they also got Eric Stahl. Yeah. And Eric Stahl's not bad. 
Like he was probably one of the better players on Minnesota. He can still think. produce. He can still produce. Yeah. Um. Then you got the back end. You got um Dolan. Yeah, you got Dolan, and you still they still have Rasmus Ristolainen, who I think every season is just like I'm going to be playing hockey somewhere. Yeah. I'm... <laughs> Not well, sure where playing hockey. It's always in conversations that he's going to get traded, and then they're like, "Nah, we'll hold on to him." He's I mean, also statistically like advanced stats, like a really bad defender. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. I've I've loved like glancing at advanced stats every once in a while, and I'll come across something at least once a year where it's like Rasmus Ristolainen has awful advanced stats. It's like, yes, that makes sense. They also picked up uh, Cody Eakin. True. That's a good depth signing. Cody Eakin, Jeff Skinner, who is way overpaid for what he... He's making more than Taylor Hall. Yeah, $9 million. See, The other thing that's good about his deal, too, is that it's very movable. At the If, like, if he... <laughs> would I imagine? Because, <laughs> fuck, nobody wants to play in Buffalo when they're actually there. Yeah. But he said, like in his in his like letter, that all the team, all the players, like want Buffalo to be good, and I just like as Buffalo's where like players go to die. So like at the trade deadline, if he has a change of heart and he's like, "Yo, fuck this place, trade me," like guess what? He kind of gets a pick of like a, a contender at that point. You know, it's 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 just yeah, it was definitely that like you scratch my back, I scratch yours. You give me an eight million dollar contract. I possibly bring you a couple first round picks and some good prospects at the deadline. Worst comes to worst. But yeah. he um yeah, he wrote that that little letter, like letter to Buffalo fans, kind of explain his decision and talking about um Ralph Kruger, the head coach, and how much he respected him and all that kind of stuff. And he almost kind of wondered what his career would have been like if he got another op- like coach longer than one season in Edmonton. So it'll be really interesting to see how how that works out and gels. I mean when that first, I mean, when it first got announced that he signed there, I think my first text to you guys was like, Buffalo, are you fucking kidding me? And then you like, kind of like you guys, you like what you just said, you were explaining it. And I'm like, they could be a sneaky team. Like, yeah. especially if these divisions get realigned this year for like geo and all that kind of stuff, they might yeah. be able to get an advantage a little bit and sneak into a wild card spot, depending on how they do. I mean, I'm assuming they're going to go with the 16 teams format again. But oh, they would be in the, like one of the toughest divisions. Yeah, if anything. True. New York, yeah. Both New York teams, Boston, New Jersey, Philly, Washington. Pittsburgh. Yeah, that would be tough. It would be but, a really tough division. But I think that's the shot to do it. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, like the big names were Petrangelo and Krug and. They were both kind of like, where are we going to go? And then Krug's like, ah, stole your seat. <laughs> just, I, was, I think that was very surprising. And I think Petrangelo said it was surprising too because I think they were still talking. And then yeah. it was just like out of nowhere. He's like, oh, okay. God, I always forget the player's name that he, he ran over in the, in the cup final. Oh, Krug? Yeah. Oh, it's Robert Thomas. Yeah, and Robert Thomas tweets out the yep. picture of him just getting well, and he goes, did we just become best friends? <laughs> and Krug replies with the John C. Riley's skit from Step Brothers. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, oh, man. That sucks. Like, I mean, that's a good fit, I think. I think that's he'll be a good fit on that team. I don't like that we're going to have to face him multiple I don't times. think he's going to be 
as big of a piece as Petrangelo was. No, though. no, no, no. Because Petrangelo was the two-way. Like, he's going to be everywhere at all times, and I think Krug's more offensive. 100%, yeah. But I don't know. Like, Saint, that's why St. Louis went out and got Justin Falk last year, and he's pretty offensive, too. And they have Colton Pareko, who's kind of a two-way. <laughs> yeah, them losing uh, Peter Angelo is going to be really – Yeah, Peter Angelo. <laughs> yeah, so then Peter Angelo <laughs> ends up going to <laughs> Vegas <laughs> – and literally just take the take the Krug like haha stole your seat. Petrangelo just looked over at Schmidt and goes, Hey, you sitting here? Not anymore, and just shoves him out of the way. And now <laughs> and now Nate Schmidt's over in fucking Vancouver, just like the fuck happened? For a third <laughs> round pick. That's it. Yeah. I mean they need to get rid of Cap, but like Yeah, man. that's that that's what happens. I'm surprised that Vancouver was like, We'll give you a third. I would have been like, Yeah, fuck that dude. Here's two sevens. <laughs> What kills me is that even after all these big signings that this team does, Vegas does, they're still only like, what, a million, not even a million dollars over the salary cap? Yeah, they're still over. And they're, they're claiming that they're going to keep both goalies because well, Laner just underwent surgery. Yeah. And, oh, my, yeah, dude, they're less than a million over, nine hundred. 74,000. So there's two guys, Nicholas Roy and Cody Glass right there. Boom, that, they're under if they move those guys down. They have... No, they just like move on from just somebody. Yeah. I mean, they got guys to move and all that. They have so many fucking guys. Like, their team, like, God. Fuck Vegas. Like... <laughs> yeah, right. And, and like, like, the thing, too, is they have a lot of picks... So like they could just move a guy in a pick, like that, like for future considerations, you know, like hey, here's a, here's a fourth and a fifth or whatever, and like take this guy off our hands, you know, just like a Mark Stahl situation with yeah. Detroit. They still yeah, they still have all their first round picks for the next three years. Yep. They have all their second round picks for the next three years. They have New Jersey's second pick next year. They don't have a third. They have Winnipeg's fourth. Uh, Carolina's fifth and then their own picks in the sixth and seventh next year. Like how, like I'm just blown away that how they did this. Like, (laughs) yep. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. It makes me really excited to see what Seattle does like and how the teams like counteract with it. I know we talked about this. We've talked about this a couple of times and all that, but it's like just seeing how Vegas just totally played everybody. I'm very curious to see how teams change, which... Yeah, if they react the same or if they react differently. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Um, So other big free agency news was the goalie carousel. Yeah, goalies on the move. Oh, here you go. Tanner, I'll let you take that one over. I loved it. It was so much fun. I mean, we all knew that Henrik was... Henrik Lundqvist was going to Washington. So that was like the first deal that was signed, like day one of free agency. And then it, we just kind of followed the carousel around. So he, Holpe went from Washington to Vancouver. And I'm not sure if he's kind of going to be doing a 1A, 1B with Demko or if he's going to be taking more of the load and like slowly let Demko take over. I can see him season. doing like a 60, maybe start like a 30, 70 and slowly move it down as the season goes on. And maybe next year do it like a, like a 50, 50. 
Yeah, I think like with the way that Demko played in the playoffs, he definitely deserves a lot more playing time. But I oh, think yeah. they don't want him to like just get completely blown up if you he's mean starting a, role right away. You mean a team is looking out for a young goalie that has potential by bringing in a veteran to kind of help him learn what to do? Wow, yeah, I mean, I what a concept. <laughs> so then he's replacing Jacob Markstrom, who is going to Calgary. And now Markstrom is then going to take over for who? <laughs> it was Cam Talbot. <laughs> and then Cam Talbot, he went to Minnesota. And Minnesota had just traded Devin Dubnik to San Jose. And then San Jose didn't re-sign Aaron Dell. So Aaron Dell just took off and went to Toronto. So there's a lot of goalies moving around. Then Crawford signed with New Jersey. And And then Schneider is not signed right now? Not yet, but he's going to be signing a league minimum. It's rumored he's going to sign a league minimum with uh, the Islanders. Yeah. Yeah, Watch him be really good there just because of Trotz. Yeah. And, I mean, a Varlamov and Schneider, like, tandem. Talk about scary five, ten years ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is I it going to be the best idea or the worst idea? Yeah. I think that's it for, like, bigger names, right? Qdobin re-signed in Dallas. Matt Murray signed it, inked his deal for Ottawa. Which was just fucking stupid. What was I it mean, like? Our possible starter is only making less than a million. So I know. What's like, up? It's just ridiculous how much money they threw at like Matt Murray. Like, oh, yeah. <sighs> he got the highest deal out of every goalie during free agency. And yeah, more now, than Markstrom? Yeah. No shit. Yeah, he's six two five, and Markstrom is six. So <laughs> sucks to suck. I mean, that's what two cups gets you, and then also, I don't know, threatening to just walk yeah. after free, after your restricted free agency ends. I think we were talking about that in our group chat. I was like, the only way that like they're gonna get Matt Murray on like more years than like two that he wants. To like to reach like a UFA status is they'd have to like overpay, and if they didn't overpay, then he would take them to arbitration. Then he gets yeah. a deal for like what one year or whatever, and then he's a UFA after that, and he's like, "See Ottawa, really? like." Yeah. <laughs> and Ottawa, I don't have the money to throw at them, so they won't regret it at all. I'm sure. Jesus. Well, and then the only other things for like free agency that are kind of funny is. Patty Marlowe just making his way back to San Jose. And I, if anybody, if you get a second, I won't spoil it for you, but go ahead and go to Cab Friendly and go to Patrick Marlowe's page and see his lifetime earnings. This is stupid. <laughs> he's basically on a league, he's on a league men contract. So he's basically playing for free and just for the shits and giggles. <laughs> like, Honestly, yeah, what we he should he should have just stayed in Carolina instead of being bought out. <laughs> yeah, what like they have the greatest scam. San Jose and Marla have the greatest scam going. Mm-hmm. Sign a one year deal, cheap deal, get traded at the deadline, get a couple picks for him, try to win your cup. Oh, it doesn't work. 
we'll try it again. Come on back. Yeah. Guess like, who's got guess who's got the checkbook open? Yeah. It says seven hundred thousand right here. Yeah. All, you gotta, <laughs> all we gotta do is put your name. <laughs> it just says July first and then like twenty and then just fill it in every year, like that's it's already pre printed. He's got a yeah. stack of them. <laughs> fantastic. Well, what is cool that kind of came out, I didn't realize it that he's forty four if he plays forty five games or is he forty five, I think. Yeah. And he breaks Gordie Howe's all-time gains played record. Yeah, not too shabby. Which is kind of crazy. I didn't. Even, I I knew he's been around a while. I did not think, especially since Gordie Howe played fucking forever. It's true. But um, and then Marlo's little little buddy, little 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 buddy, uh, Jumbo oh, yeah. Joe, signs. A if you want to call it a contract, I mean he's playing, he's literally playing for free. Not, like Marlo's getting paid, Joe Thornton's not getting paid. Yeah, but he Joe Thornton's play. not playing in the NHL right yeah. now. Joe Thornton signed with the team in this in the in the Swiss league, and basically playing for free. He's not accounts he doesn't count against their imports because he has a Swiss passport. So he's like just living up in Switzerland until the NHL figures out what the hell they're doing. Then he'll come sign probably a league man who has been talked that he's going to go to Toronto. Yeah. And cool. <laughs> oh my God. Was it Noli that sent that picture of like the Walmart discount, like movie? It's the bargain bin. Yeah. The bargain bin. And it's just yeah. Dubas's face. And it's just like, especially 700. Like, Oh my God. That was so funny. Yeah. They, they, they picked the bargain bin pretty clean in free agency of veteran players. <laughs> and Jimmy Bussey. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Um, Remember when Jimmy VC was like, or VC, yeah. like the the hottest thing in town, <laughs> coming coming out of his college years, and he's a free agent, and everybody's like, "Oh, we need, we gotta sign him, we gotta sign him." And he, yeah, I remember he goes to Broadway, and they're like, "Cool." <laughs> yeah, he uh, he was supposed to like Chicago was on his list. I thought. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's any see. any winner winners or losers in your mind for free agency? Um, Buffalo <laughs> for winner or loser for winning. They got winning. Taylor Hall. I mean, that was like the main piece. I think I don't know how, but Vegas wins because <laughs> they, like they got they still got to do something about this like cap. Like I don't know. Um, losers. <laughs> Anybody big, that didn't really do shit. <laughs> yeah, big tickets. Yeah. Players, players, bank accounts that are, should have gotten paid this year. Yeah. But isn't wait? Is Mike Hoffman? Mike Hoffman's not signed yet. He's so. not signed. He's not signed yet. But I think he's going to resign in Florida now because Ottawa signed. Um, what's his name? Dadnoff. Yes. Yeah. So now that opens up a forward. Yeah. Well, here's some let's some notable free agents that are out there right now: Michael Granlin, Mike Hoffman, Alex Galchenyuk. I don't know if anybody's going to be tempted by that. Sammy Votnin. He's uh, going Carlos to arbit- Soderberg. He's going to arbitration. No, not Votnin. Who's going to? What? These are all UFAs. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Andreas Athanasiou. He is – I'm surprised nobody's picked him up. Probably just because he's fast and that's it. 
Chara. Oh yeah, Chara. Duclair. Yeah, wow. It's still surprising. But yeah, there's there's plenty of teams that have cap space. These are all guys that you can get for like a million. Well, with the way that the signings have gone too, like they can't really ask for much more than like some of what these other guys got. Like <laughs> nobody's getting big big deals. Yeah. Let's see. What did Dad knock do this year? Jesus. 47 points, and he had he got signed $5 million. I don't think anybody has anywhere close to that. Whatever. All right. Let's move on. Oh, all right. Main event time. Oh, yeah. Where do you want to – how do you want to start this? Because it's like the more I'm thinking about it, like I thought I calmed down. I was going to be a little rational about it. Now I'm like opening old wounds, and I'm just – Well, let's start with what happened first. Crawford was not brought back. Yes. So last Thursday came out that Sam Bowman had an emotional conversation with Corey Crawford and that they are not going to be offering him a new contract and that his days as Chicago Blackhawk are effectively over. Yeah. So first off, not surprised. I'm not surprised Crawford's not coming back. I don't think it's the worst idea in the world not to bring him back just because of his age, his injury history, yep. and all that kind of stuff. Well, the I, the other part of it too is with the way the cap is. It's what, yeah, is like another deal too. I think w- during the season, all we we all kept saying it was like, you you kind of you offer him like three to four million, and if he says no, you let him walk. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what he fucking did, and so I wasn't surprised. I, we literally said this like this time last year. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> But here's the thing, though, too. They offer so they he ended up signing for three point nine million two year over two years. Yeah. So, the alleged offer from Bowman was one year three point five. Yes. According to I don't know if it was actually Crawford that said this or someone else said it. I think it was Crawford. That after their initial offer was made, there was no further negotiation. Bowman yes. never checked in. Bowman never. Hey, what are you thinking? There was, it was the offer was made, take it or leave it. Not listen to what you have to say. Fuck, fuck you. I mean, first off, like this goalie, this was your goalie for 13 years. Is one you <laughs> two cups. Yeah. Two cups. You don't get like a, a at least a, a return. President's like, trophy. Yeah. Like you don't get a return. Ooh, like, Hey, he also had a Jennings. A William M. Jennings trophy that he shared with Emery, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Rip. Um, I don't – I think this move would be a lot easier to accept. And it's, this is the theme, I think, for this offseason. This move would take be a lot easier to accept if there was a clear-cut plan in place. Yes. Yes, the clear-cut plan of – going younger and rebuilding, which is what we've heard. But then that doesn't happen. And, but it's contradicting because if you're going younger and you want to rebuild, let's trade away a 23, 24 year old Dylan Sakura for a 30 year old Brandon Peary. Yeah. Okay. Like that makes sense. Um, (laughs) Sign a 
20 let's trade let's trade 27 year old brandon sod for 25 26 year old 20, nikita yeah. zadorov all right <laughs> which okay so here's my thing with that move i don't i don't hate that move no what i hate about it is that you what you've mentioned before when we were talking is our best asset trade asset that we have you essentially do a one for one i mean it's yeah. a two for two but you have the talented player like you have this proven guy who just is coming off of a great season a great like prove it to me season and you don't get a fucking pick out of like at least a pick or nothing the thing that drives me more crazy about this is that not long after this trade the islanders traded devin taves to the avalanche for two second rounders you're telling me that Sod wasn't worth at least two second rounders, or like he? They, I don't know if like our scouting team thinks Zadorov is like so much better than like a lot of people have just watched. <laughs> like I like I like how he plays the body and is aggressive, and like it's definitely something that we're missing. But I think you're giving up a lot to just kind of fill a like that kind of hole you know for a guy too that's not even like he's an rfa next year yeah but it's like you make this you make this trade this is the type of trade you make for a guy that's locked down for maybe three years that you have like a contract in place type of thing yeah like this doesn't like i wouldn't be surprised if they ended up trading him at the deadline and like that's what they should have just done with side is just hold on to him and make it a deadline move and get like a fucking first rounder for him. Now people try to play the devil devil's advocate saying, Oh, well, what if he doesn't have a good season? It doesn't matter if he doesn't have a good season. He's a play. He's had a good, he's a good playoff player. He is yeah. a guy he's, with experience. He will get you something at the trade deadline. It, yeah. It's, it doesn't matter if he doesn't have a good season because he's had a good career so far and you know yeah. what you're going to get. Yeah, like it's it's not like Eric Gustafson where like he had this unreal one season and then we lost a lot of value on him by holding on to him until the trade deadline because he didn't do nearly as much as he did. Like that's just because like hey maybe this one season was a fluke. Saad is consistently at least like a fifty point like getter. He scores twenty goals like all the fucking time. Like you know he's a good two way player. He's literally. Like playoff t- bound teams are dying for that type of player all the time at the deadline. <laughs> why are we why are we making this move before the season fucking starts? When Bow- Bowman has just his history, players like you with Gus, players that you should trade right away, he holds on too long. Players that you should hold on to and flip at when it, like down the line in this down the line of the season, he moves right away. Like I the funniest thing though too, and it's the most real thing. I think Noli sent it. It was like a Reddit comment. He's like, "Don't worry, we'll trade um, Kubalik for him and oh, for Sod." Yeah, no, years. I said that shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I was dying with that because I'm like, Sod, oh. "Sod will be back on the team in two years for Kubalik." <laughs> and I was just, me. I was just in tears laughing because I'm like, "It's so fucking true." Like that yeah. is that is his mo. Like the other thing that drives me crazy too is like you move Olimata. Like, one, to make cap space, but two, so that there's, like, more opportunities for our younger defensemen to come up and contribute. Yeah. 
So then you move Saad, which I get for cap space, but why would you bring a defenseman back and now take away one of those spots that's a, that's literally meant for an opportunity for like the young guys like Ian Mitchell or Lucas Carlson or even fucking Nicholas Bodan. Like what? <laughs> I don't get it. Like, and the thing is too, like right now we have what 5 million in cap space and uh, yeah, 5.2 and we only, we still just don't have Strom signed. So you're telling me that like we couldn't hold on to sod because on like what? Nikita Zadorov is making 3.2, so he's just an extra 2.8 cut off of that. So we'd have like about, what, two, two and a half million to sign Strom. You're, feeling, you're thinking that Strom's not going to sign for like two, two and a half million, maybe three. Like, if anything, we can move something else. If Strom signs know. for more than $3 million, then fucking get rid of goddamn Bowman and – like, I I threw this I threw this question. I want to throw it too because I want I want people listening to chime in with it too, and you can answer it if you want to Tanner, but or we could just throw it out here. When you're looking at Stan Bowman, how is Rocky Wirt sitting there, and still have confidence that the man that put us in this cap hell in this situation with terrible asset management? And throwing out no trade clauses like they're fucking candy and paying people for what they did, not what their potential is. How can you trust that guy to get dig himself out of the hole that he created? I think I've said this. I said this in our group text too. It's like when you when your team decides to go from from building a championship team, being a championship team, and then becoming a rebuilder again. I don't understand. Like there's usually a change in management at that point because you're going in a different direction. And I just, I don't understand why you have the same person that tried to keep it built up that like didn't really do that great of a job. Now have him tear it down to rebuild it. It I just, I don't know. I I was going to say though, I do think, Strom is like still has still is going to be like a really good player. <laughs> I, I for think, the, yeah, but like for the having season. a down having a down season last year is not just on him as much as it was him and Debrinket that both right. kind of like and like. Sorry to say like a bunch of times, <sighs> but he he really he had just a few less goals, but he had more like less assists and. He's still trying to feed the puck all over the place, you know. And I think it was just Debrinket was snake bitten, and they were on the same line for a majority of the year. The when I talk about how Strom shouldn't sign more than three million, and like yeah. it would be I, the reason why is because of the climate of the flat cap and right. the Kubelik also only got three point seven. Exactly that right there. Kubelik deserved a hell of a lot more, and yeah. he did us a huge favor by taking what he took. And he's still going to be an RFA when the deal is done? How the fuck is that true? Uh, what? He's 25 now. We, oh, I guess he'll be 26 by the end of the, that deal? That's weird. Okay, well, at least we get to keep Kublik. 
Uh, I'm just looking at it. I was just like, huh, that doesn't look right. So um, he's he's a, a ninety a late ninety five birthday, so that might be, that might be why. Hmm. Weird. But I mean, it, Strom has. I still think Strom has potential. I still think that he can. Yeah. Everybody. It was a weird year. Everybody was off. All that kind of stuff. And then you take into account the season gets short, and then all the bubble stuff. He he showed good signs in the bubble. I thought at least. Um. But he. But when you're in a team that's in a cap situation, a flat cap, it's not going up. And if you truly want to be here, you're going to have to – I mean, you're, he's going to need to take a prove-it deal. Yeah, I mean, he can just go to arbitration, then yeah. they'll figure it out from there. But I think I saw it earlier today. Um, I don't see how he would get more than $3 million No, but with I th- only one season of 50-something points. I did read earlier that the there's no no progression in talks – with either Strom brothers. I guess both Strom brothers are up right now. So, uh, Well, we'll see what happens. I'm, just, I'm sure something gets done. I mean, or out of nowhere, he gets fucking dealt. And what we'll probably get back is like a middling defenseman because <laughs> why not? <laughs> what, uh, what former Hawk is on the trade block right now that is completely – useless as a player now i mean that's oh probably. i was gonna say before you said completely useless i was gonna say philip Deneau. <laughs> god he's good he's so good he, um i would love who, to have him back who else? oh my god i feel like i was thinking about some oh yalmerson let's get yalmerson back <laughs> he's not i said completely useless hey we have five million like five million and his deal is five million so we can Hey, let's. <laughs> you take Strom back. We'll just call it. We'll call it a day. We both try this experiment out, taking each no, other's that's players. That's a terrible deal. <laughs> <laughs> I think trading Keith for Yalmerson would make me happy. <laughs> yeah, but you're you're trying to go to a team that said if you're over 25, you're gonna get fucking dealt. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> well, other than those, they signed Subban. Which we kind of mentioned, where he's only getting eight hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. He's got the most like NHL experience for our goalie trio right now. And he's played what? Faced three shots as a hawk or something like that. Like no shots little? as a hawk. Yeah, he played a minute, but uh, he has played sixty six games, sixty five really, because <laughs> that's not that that's including the one minute of the Blackhawks. I really. Hope that they run with Subban and Delia. I don't know. I just I'm I kind of really like the Delia. idea of the Delia. of the of the goaltending competition. I do too. My here here's my big. I really like Lincoln. I yeah. think that kid has a lot of potential. What terrifies me is an Anton Forsberg situation. He is a young goalie that has potential that gets put into the situation before without like a safety net around him. And is Forsberg's career essentially got derailed after that stint when Crawford got hurt. What was it? Two years ago, three years ago. I can't. uh, Two. It might've been two. But it's like 2016. No, 20... 2017? 2017. No, because it was like... Fuck. It was 2017. Because we were in first place when Crawford went down. 
Sage. Holy shit. <laughs> Time's flying. But yeah. either way, I was going to say, it is exactly like that, though. We're basically playing... 2017. Yeah, we're basically playing, like, that season. Like, let's just say Crawford's hurt, and now we have three backups that are trying to fight for the spot. And what, at the time, we had... It was Anton Forsberg, like Kent Simpson had some games, and like JF Barube, and uh, Tanner Glass. Oh yeah, Jesus! And it was just like, can we get a can we get a save? Can we buy a save? It was just like a shit show. Like you're also telling me though, like there wasn't a single veteran goalie on the market that you could bring in to be a mentor type guy. Kind of like how Turco was for Crawford. Yeah. Yeah. Like, huh. Craig Anderson is still sitting there. I mean, like, unless, unless like, Subban is, like, absolutely ready and, like, he learned some things under Crawford. Like, I'm, I'm completely fine with giving Subban a shot. I think he can surprise some people probably. It's going to be – it's one of those things where, like, when we first traded for him and I was reading all about – like how he's been and all this stuff. And I saw something about his like advanced stats where the, the games in which he faced more shots, like he was really peppered. He played much better. And I was just like, Oh great. Because guess what? We You're going to get shelled <laughs> so fucking hard. And if he can, if he's just like laser focused in when he's getting shelled, it's like, okay, maybe we found like a cheat code here. And, like, I'm just keeping fingers crossed for that because that would be sick as fuck. <laughs> I'm trying to look at it here. Players, goalies. Craig Anderson, Jimmy Howard, Mike uh, Mike Condon, Ryan Miller. Ryan Miller's still playing? Yeah. Bring him I mean, in. I mean, I don't know. I think, I think it's eventually if somebody's going to come in. I would hope so that if it gets bad, like unless they are sure cut going for Tank City, which that's I'm surprised we it's taking this long to talk about this. When the news came out with the Sod trade and the Crawford news, it's bad enough that Taze is talking to the Athletic, yeah, about how they were the core was blindsided that they were not told any of these plans that were going to happen. And essentially, it sounds like – I mean, they're saying that they're not going to waive their no-trade clauses. So, it's going to come down to how miserable can Bowman make Kane, Taves, Keith, and Steves? Or is Rocky going to wake up and make a move in management? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Because they're not going to let this team just fucking fail. Like, they've still been fighting, like, these past few seasons – and I mean, <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen. I was gonna say the other the other two things that we did was we signed we actually made some signings, which I was surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think we we're like going after anybody. If it was like, oh, we're giving the young guys a shot. Hey, let's bring in a twenty seven year old two way forward. Um. Sorry, didn't we just trade one away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, we have this hole at left wing that we need a two-way forward for. Oh, okay. Look, look, <laughs> look what we just got rid of, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word. So, yeah. But you want, but less less skill. Yeah. Okay. 
This will be signed Matias Yanmark to a one-year deal, which I don't – that's cool, man. Like, he, like I sent in our group chat, which was pretty funny, that I was looking at his stats, and it's like 62 games, 21 points, only a minus five. But, I mean, Dallas was kind of weird this year. But he only had 12 penalty minutes. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, he doesn't take penalties. But then I looked at his playoff stats. He had 26 games and 38 penalty minutes. And I was like, what the fuck did he do in the playoffs? And he's in the box so goddamn much. <laughs> but, a, bubble, a bubble life, man. Just, yeah. Always driving him crazy. Freaking out. So you got to hit somebody and you fucking did it wrong. But, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what he's going to bring. And, like, Lucas Walmart is, is the other guy, which they signed for – very cheap yeah and like when i was looking at online a lot of people were like wow what a great signing like they were it's not like sarcastic or anything they're just like fucking people love lucas walmart that were in carolina they think he's an awesome fucking little guy but he just kind of got squeezed out by like some of their other dudes so that's why he was traded at the deadline to florida and then fucking florida just being florida didn't qualify him so well i was talking to rossi friend of the show matt ross who covers the florida panthers mm. for hockeybuzz.com about him and he said that he really because he was a deadline accusation he didn't really get a good look at him because of the obviously the season got paused and all that kind of stuff and he really yeah, he played like what's he played seven games for the panthers yeah so he's like he he heard good things about him he would have liked to get a better because i asked him like what's the scouting report what can i talk about kind of thing and he's just like i got nothing because it was such a small sample size but, I mean, Carolina I, fans online were saying he's just like he he gives it his two hundred percent every time he's on the ice. And I mean, if if maybe he's somebody more like an energy player, like cool, like that fills where Kajula was, you know, like that'd be that'd be fucking nice. I don't know. I'm excited. Like I can't wait to see what they have to bring because like these are just kind of they're not big name pieces. They're like complimentary and like, you yeah. don't really notice them when you're play, when like watching games at times, but I'm excited to see what they bring to like this team. This team is kind of weird right now. Cause it, it's, it's the older core. It's the younger new core. And then kind of like a middle group of like complimentary players, like in between, which is really weird. <laughs> Like Matthias Yanmark, Ryan Carpenter, David Camp, Lucas Walmark, like those guys are all like twenty-five to like thirty. Zach and, Smith is in there. Yeah, Zach Smith is thirty-two, and he has <laughs> he has a no trade clause. <laughs> like, are you fucking? <laughs> well, that's I mean, that was Ottawa, but that's funny. But yeah, then you, All right, you're off that hook on that time, Bowman. God damn it. Um, <laughs> God, but it's like, all right, our death, I feel like our death got not amazing, but I mean, it, it, I think our death at forward improved a little bit. I think our bottom six will be better. I think there's a little bit more stability going through with that. Our defense, I still think, is a big question mark. Like, I, yeah. you don't really know what we're getting yet because you have – Keith, who's an aging Keith. You got Sieves, who who knows if he's even going to play again. Yeah. You have then Dahan, you have the, if Dahan, he's be healthy. Yeah, and then you have the young guys. Like, are they truly ready to step up and play big NHL minutes? 
Well, it, it, it's, I mean, if Dehan's healthy, you get Dehan, Connor Murphy, and Nikita Zadorov, who are pretty defensive minded guys, which is great. Like, that's one of the things that we, that kind of sucked was when Dehan was hurt for so long last year. Like, we didn't really have any other defensive type defensemen to like fill in that spot. And I mean, Boquist is now like another year, like hopefully he's playing a little bit better. He gets more time on the power play. That'd be fucking great. I don't know. You know, do you, Ian do you Mitchell. Think, is I would say, be, do you think we see him this year? I think so. I think, yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Really. That's kind of, fingers crossed I think the biggest question mark for me is just who's going to be in net and is it going to be consistent that's yeah that's the whole thing like this for the first time in a couple of years it's like yeah we question if Crow was was healthy if he was back in his like mindset and all that kind of stuff but it's like no matter what his where his head was at like health wise and any particular any rumored off ice shit when he was in that I mean he Crow was Crow he he was stood on his head. He took care of it. Now we don't have that. And that's, we don't have that with the defense that isn't proven that, like I said, what we just said, question mark. We don't know what we're going to get out of them. And I think that's where it does help those depth, depth signings that we did do forward because they are more defensive minded. So we do have that extra little defensive help from the forwards. But now is our offense going to be lacking? Like, I honestly like looking at our offense. I'm I'm more confident in our offense than anything else, just because I mean, whenever you have Patrick Kane, like yeah. you're gonna be confident. Like I don't, you get Taze and Kubalik, and who else wants to fit on that line? They played amazing together last year. You get yeah. Kane with like Kirby Doc and and Debrinket or like somebody else to fill in, maybe Nylander or someone, maybe even Matthias Yanmark or Lucas Walmark, like, fits in right on that wing. And then the third line probably have Strom and either Nylander and Debrinket and see if they can fucking actually skate. <laughs> I totally fucking forgot about Nylander, and I just got even more angry again. I mean, I just want – Nylander to be more consistent I say it all the time like I fucking just want him to be more consistent like when he plays really well you're like fuck man like that looks like if he were to do this all the time it would be like a steal of a trade I think he is consistent I think he's consistently not great and like <laughs> like because you talk about like consistency I but I know but like if you look at it because you're saying like oh when he's good like when he's, he has a good game it's like yeah but it's like I'm trying to think I'm like every time we're like oh man Nylander's feeling it it feels like five or six games go by yeah, and we hear nothing. And then it's like, Oh, well here, boom. So he's consistent. He just needs to 180 it and be really good. most of the time, like, yeah, well, ugh, whatever. Kirby doc's going to save the team. And that's all I got to say. <laughs> I am so excited to see him get back on that ice again. I mean, yeah. the, the improvement that he made from March to August now a full having that first season under his belt. Oh baby, let's go. Yeah, he's he's so good. <laughs> Six points in nine playoff games. Not too shabby. Yeah. So my usuals. Kirby, I'm sorry for trashing pecking you in the draft and <laughs> all that. Um I yeah, I mean I'm excited for whatever the, this starts. 
Oh, you know, oh my God, I just realized this too. We retained a million dollars on Brandon Saad in that trade too. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so dumb. Whatever. Well, kills doesn't Colorado have cap space too? Oh, I love uh yeah, they do. I always love that I forget about this every single time until I scroll down in cap friendly. And it's the guys that we're getting from Europe. <laughs> oh yeah. You see a first line with like Pius Suter, Kublik, and Taze. He just has like two Kubliks on his line. I was gonna say though, do you want to put two Kubliks together or do you want to spread the Kubliks out? I don't know. Maybe put one on Kaner's line. I fucking just got so jazzed. <laughs> I'm so fucking I think excited. Kane, Doc, and Kub- a Kubelik. You know, like, uh, like, uh, keep freaking out. Fucking going young makes sense. We have a lot of good young pieces that we just need to get them ice time, you know, like give them more responsibility. We have Ian Mitchell coming in. There's the Wyatt Kalina kid that like can probably fit right in too. And it's like, oh man, I'm getting all excited. <laughs> it's like on paper, it's just, I, it's on paper, like, yeah, this team could be really exciting. The young direction is fucking fantastic and i'm excited for it but with the decisions that are made and all that kind of stuff it's like i don't know if i can trust yeah it's a little upsetting yeah right? and that's like the frustrating thing about it too and it's like who knows how many how many times you see like an awesome offensive team come together and just bury it and still lose because they got no goaltending or no or no defense yeah well, that's exactly what you, we saw in 2017 you, you when Crawford put, was hurt. Yeah, you put up, you can put up six goals, awesome. But when you're losing seven six or eight six every game, like, yeah, it's not going to be that great. Hey, man, good thing that there's probably no fans in the stands this year, so <laughs> might as well have the shit season now. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm optimistic for the team in the future. I just – I know we have the pieces and all that to be good in the future. Yeah. It's It sucks, though, that there's the no direction. Like, the, 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 the stated direction the team's going, but it doesn't – the moves that are being made don't seem to be following what that direction is. And you're essentially wasting – you're wasting the greatest American hockey players – greatest American hockey player of all time. You're wasting – his career, you're wasting a season of him for doing potentially great stuff. You're wasting probably one of the greatest captains in the league a season of him. Like I can, and I can't say anything about Keith and Seabs anymore because I think they're already wasted. But, <laughs> but it's just, it's just it's frustrating because it's like usually you could say a team that's got Patrick Kane on it, you can't count them out. And I'm having a, I'm really struggling to find a way to like to count them in. Right, with the team that is presented right now because of the goalies, the goalie well, situation. It's – we'll just – we're going to have to find out, man. That's, yeah. it's, that's the exciting part. <laughs> like, everybody's shitting on the Hawks for the moves that they made, and, like, rightfully so. But, I mean, anything can happen once the season starts. Right. Any, any team can fucking – Everybody was shitting on Columbus last year for making no moves and not being able to sign their players, and they made it to the fucking playoffs. And they did well in the playoffs. Not, like, super well against Tampa, but Tampa was a machine. Yeah. But, like, it's – 
people can be surprised. And I think that the Hawks can do some surprising. So, yeah. Do you, do you think, do you think Bo, like Bowman and Carlton, do you think that they have a leash, like a short leash? Do you think they have, or do you think that it's still go do what you got to do? Like, do you think like there's been discussion? Dude, I, like, I, we wish, have to... I wish I had any clue. It doesn't even seem like, <laughs> Like Bowman and Rocky Wirtz are like even in the same hotel like acknowledging each other. <laughs> They're just like Bowman's just doing whatever, and it doesn't ever seem like any news comes out about anything. He's, he supposedly has a th- new three year contract too. Yeah, sure, that it makes ki- sense. They yeah, kicked it, in this year. Well, or the other like thing, that. the other thing that they were saying too that we forgot to mention was John McDonough was always the one that never let Bowman pull the string on starting a rebuild. And since John McDonough's gone, they were saying Danny Words gave him the green light to do it. And are you really like so that there is another thing that kind of like are you really letting the guy who's in charge of finding the new team president make big decisions like essentially organization altering decisions like that? Well, don't you think that if they wanted to find a new team president, they probably could have done that by now? That's what I was going to say, too. Why are they just having Danny Wirtz do it? Has that been discussed about? Like, I, I don't think I've heard anything since McDonald's fired, Wirtz is the temporary team president, and that was it. I don't think I've heard anything else about that at this point. Yeah, I haven't heard any news about it. It's just weird. It's just really weird how, like, hush-hush – like the management part of it, you know, like I feel like you hear more stuff about like other teams, GMs, you hear about organizational moves like that for other teams, but like rumors that somebody's on the chopping yeah, block. Right. And... You think we would like something like that would be talked about the Hawks, but I don't know. And it's just, I will have to admit though, too, it's been oddly satisfying reading all the Bowman hate. Because for five years, I've been pushing. Bowman's got to go. Bowman's the problem. And now everybody's calling for it. <laughs> Hop on my bandwagon, baby. Let's go. You can. Yeah. Everybody's welcome. <laughs> it's been talked about for a lot longer, I think. I've been. <laughs> I got to a point where you guys got annoyed with me complaining about Bowman. And I always would have to stop myself from bitching about well, it. It's. I'm not annoyed about like complaining about Bowman. It's just I don't. I get annoyed about complaining. So I think justifiable um, though. Justifiable. Yeah. If do you have anything else on the Hawks? No, I feel like there's something that should be talked about, and I'm just it's not hitting me. Hmm. Uh. Well, I have no idea. Yeah. Hopefully, so. we'll get some news on. Strom in the coming upcoming future, whether probably or not he's soon, probably still be on the team or not. Probably as soon as we hit stop recording, we'll we'll get a Strom update and <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And so you heard it here first. Strom was traded for Connor McDavid. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Connor McDavid and Edmonton's first round for Strom and um Nylander. Boom. Yeah. Well, all right. NHL 21 tomorrow. Let's go. 
All right. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, do that shit. Yeah. So let us know if you made it this far. Let us know what if you're a Hawks fan. What is your like mindset going into? Are you optimistic? Are you are you just thinking that this is the end for for Taves Kane era? Like, what what where's your mindset at? And I like just I'm very curious to get like a pulse on what the what fans are saying because it's like everything I'm reading like comment wise through social media. It's either the extreme like old school fans yeah. versus the the 2010 fans, and it's just no no common hockey sense being discussed at all when it comes to all this kind of stuff. Yeah, Is, are you, are people feeling cautiously optimistic like I am a little bit? I guess I'm just like always trying to look at the bright side. Yeah, or are you like super pissed? Like fucking hate everything? Like this team, you don't want to follow them anymore. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Never gonna be there. I'm no. I am i am I'm in your camp. I'm cautiously optimistic, but I feel like I've been oh, yeah. I've just, been hurt before. So I'm preparing for that. I think with the seasons as we've that we've seen recently, I mean I hope it gets better. Like I'd be nice and surprised if it was, but if it's bad, I'm not surprised. Like <laughs> Yeah, I thought they would probably be bad, but one more if they're not. <laughs> one more just absolutely ridiculous question I'm gonna ask you and we'll end it on that. Okay. What gets moved first? Taser Kane or Sam Bowman? Bowman. I don't think let's hey, hope so. I think that so. I think the fucking United Center would burn down. Oh, you know what? I just thought of it. Um that we missed. The Blackhawks oh. statue was it, defaced. Yeah. I didn't want to talk about this. Yeah. We'll come off. We'll come it'll come off bad, I think. So back to the back to the old racist logo stuff. But it's just out of all the teams that are doing it, like that have that situation, I feel the Hawks are handling it the best with what they're trying to do to use their logo, their team, their their spotlight to bring awareness and and help out those who I want to say affect, but like, you know, those that are in the, the native Americans and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. and I think that people that are pissed off about it are either the woke people that it doesn't affect or B are not the people that are paying attention to actually see what the Hawks had to say about what they're doing, what their message is going forward and all that. That's all I'm saying with it. I'm not touching more any that more of it. Yeah. So I think, <laughs> I think we're all good here. All right. So it's episode 112. Welcome to hell. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. All right. So for Tanner and Jerem, we will uh, we'll check you out on the next one. All right. Love you, boys. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast.